Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and diamond sponsor Ventivere. Whispering Loudly and it's workshop whispers today. I'm producer Mel and this is Rachel. Hey Mel, how are you? <laughs> Good. Jerome has an auto repair shop in Sydney and writes, I'm having trouble getting buy-in from my team members to do anything beyond the basics when it comes to performance. I want them to treat this like any other professional job. Any tips on how we can make that happen? Jerome, first of all, thanks so much for writing in with this question. It is probably in you know, the top five of things that I'm asked about uh, how to improve for an auto repair shop's performance. Traditionally, leadership and motivation is what a lot of uh, shop owners struggle with and it forms a huge part of the coaching work that we do. There's no simple quick fix, but if I was to sum it up quite simply, the work actually has to start with you, Jerome. So you have been tolerating, uh, so to speak, a certain level of performance from your team members And it may be just uh, one particular team member who drags along and because he's been allowed or she has been allowed to do that, the other team members have witnessed that and they now believe that you accept that substandard performance. So, you know, you may have a lot of hours written off each week and you just can't work out why when it seems like they're busy all the time. But what it comes down to is your team members will watch for what you're allowing to happen as opposed to listening to what you're preaching. So in this situation, we need to redraw the line. I would strongly recommend that if you don't already have a visible HR, so a human resources system in place, that you research what that means, uh, you know, and perhaps that would mean us having a chat so I can help you with that further. But they, the, the team members need to see that you have a system here and uh, we need to have procedures and processes written down like we, we often speak about um, on Workshop Whispers on the podcast. But in the first instance, we need to redraw the line so that the team members know what is black and white and that there's no grey areas. So if you're paying them 38 hours a week then you need to let them know what is acceptable in terms of how many hours they charge out. And if you have the work to supply to them, but they're not charging out that many hours, well, you'll start having performance management discussions with them uh, as to why they're not charging out those hours. And we don't do this in a draconian way anymore. You know, the the types of sessions that I'm talking about, uh, most of that you would know as performance reviews but we don't want to call them that because that's got scary connotations we want to call them feedback forums yeah you always think of that and think do you get fired or do you get a pay rise that's what comes out (laughs) of those (laughs) so we want to take away all that pre-meeting anxiety and we want them to feel like it's actually a forum for them to give feedback on how they're going in their role how they feel about the business and we wouldn't ask them questions because questions are always the answers. We don't have to have all the answers as uh, business owners, as auto repair shop owners. We want our team members to be able to be solutions focused. So we can help them with that process by continuing to ask them questions. Um, Simple things like, have we seen the best of you yet? There can only be two answers to that question, yes or no. And, uh, you know, if it's a yes that they give you and you're seeing behaviour or results that contradict that, then you can discuss those results with them. If they say no, they uh, haven't put in their best performance yet, you can ask them why. 
Why aren't you coming here and putting in your best performance? I'm paying you for 100% of the time. What needs to happen for us to get 100% of your effort? And sometimes I feel like as an employee, that would make them feel validated, right? And that would make them feel like they're being heard by their boss. Because a lot of the time, sometimes the big boss doesn't take the time to listen to their employees. That's right. It's uh, 100% correct. It is. uh, There'd be chats in the hallway or whatever, of course, the common courtesies, but you wouldn't get more than that. That's right. And we want our team members to feel like they are being heard. It's such a vital part of the trust building process between employee and employer. We want them to feel like they help create their pathway inside our business and the only way that we can help create a pathway for them that's meaningful to them is if we understand what their motivations are, you know, in their personal life. What is it that they're working towards? Why do they come to work for us 38 hours a week? Are they wanting to uh, buy their first home? Are they wanting to upgrade their car? Are they wanting to own their own workshop one day and they're hoping to get as much experience as they can. We can only find out the answers to these if we sit down and actually ask questions and listen to the answers. We can't just guess because when you guess, you get it wrong. Assuming is never good. That's a uh, out of you and me. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. And from the Gold Coast has a curly one. She says, I've just got back from seeing our accountant and he says that while we are showing $165,000 in net profit for the last financial year, which he said was good, we have a $15,000 personal tax liability and the company tax liability is $55,000. But we don't have any money in the bank, nor do we have uh, tax money set aside to pay. I'm really worried what should I do and Rachel has uh, written down on the producer notes, run in capitals and that means screaming ha 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 no. (laughs) I like that. Where where should you go (laughs) when you're fleeing? Mexico. (laughs) Possibly. No. No. And you know it's not a nice situation to be in when you get tax shock we'll call it. And look, your accountant may have been advising you all along the way that this was the kind of result you could expect for this financial year and maybe you just weren't understanding what he was saying or maybe you had your head buried in the sand and you weren't listening. I don't know uh, enough about the situation to be able to comment on that. But Anne, I just want to let you know that this is fairly common to get to the end of a financial year and you go, oh my God, we've actually had a great year There's no money in the bank though, so what happened to that first of all? And then here's a tax bill, we don't have the money to pay it, we didn't save the tax. So what's actually happened here is the business has spent more money than it was entitled to spend. Perhaps the owners have withdrawn more money from the business to use personally than they should have. But without some extremely creative accounting, uh, we can't change what happened last financial year. So my, my very first piece of advice, and I'm sure your accountant's got you onto this, is to get on a payment plan so that you can just start making the, the minimum payments while you work this out. But moving forward, you need a different financial structure inside the business, Uh, one that accounts for tax every week and you put it aside. Get on weekly payments to the ATO for your BAS, including your PAYG uh, if you're in Australia. 
And along with that, uh, just as a side note, and Anne hasn't mentioned it, but also get in the habit of paying your employees super weekly. Uh, so as soon as the payroll is done, send your uh, compulsory superannuation contributions to the super fund as well. So work that out with your bookkeeper or your accountant how you do that. Uh, automatically. I've, I've heard in the past of some businesses that haven't paid a super properly. What can happen then, Rachel? Uh, fines okay. uh, and quite significant ones. And I think ASIC in Australia uh, will actually take action in some instances to close the business down. So wow. you cannot afford to get behind with that stuff. Uh, it's not your money, it's your employees' money and you're stealing from them uh, if you don't pay them on time. So super important. But for Anne, we really need to uh, have a look at what led to there being no money in your bank account at the end of the financial year. My assumption is going to be uh, that you are paying off debts. Uh, so those debts live on your balance sheet and they're not shown on your profit and loss. But the payments for those debts uh, actually come out of your net profit figure. So if you're showing $165,000 in net profit and there's nothing there, then there is likely to be um, some significant debts being repaid. So maybe the building, cars being run through the business that are under finance, equipment finance, business loans, repaying directors, all that kind of stuff, that all comes out of that net profit figure. And uh, we use a very specific financial structure that I've mentioned before on episodes like this one uh, in the engine room where we draw a new line in the sand and from that moment forward, we allocate money every week for taxes, to pay yourself a profit, to pay down debts, to allocate a market rate salary to the owners and then we tell the business how much money it's got left to run on. And uh, we ensure that, you know, over the course of six to 12 months, that the business expenses contract back inside that amount. And we never again fall into this situation where our profit and losses that we've made a profit, but we don't actually have any of that money available. So, and get a payment arrangement in place as quickly as you can, and then reach out uh, for help to ensure that you never find yourself in this position again. Some pretty good advice there. If you have a question for Rachel, what should they do? We would love to receive questions about how to improve your auto repair. Just uh, chuck up your window and say, Rachel, help me. <laughs> Someone might think you're strange and call uh, the authorities. No, that's not how you do it. Yeah, well, that's if they can find me. I'm never in the same location. Yeah, that's for very true. Long. I know of this. <laughs> we pin you down to produce yes. your podcast. <laughs> uh, so just email us, admin at workshopwhisperer.com with your question and with the subject line Workshop Whispers and we will answer your question uh, on an upcoming edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk, and diamond sponsor Ventivid.